millennials, yeah, we back at it again. Versus the world, you know that we gon' win. Right by my side, got my family and kin. Go, K-Dot. man, this podcast is tough. K-Dot like Giannis, he keep it above. Millennials up and we ain't getting stuck. No, they ain't ready, you think we gon' stop? Maryland and D.C., we got it on lock. Tune in, we live, and you know we the spot. Panels and parties, you know how we rock. Uh, millennials versus the world. Millennials versus the world. Millennials versus the world. Millennials versus the world. I would do. I went through. Did so much research on why Rock uh, Rockefeller broke up because it was like when I was in high school, like they were the epitome of of rap. Like they had Dipset, they had um, they had uh, state property, they had you know what I'm saying. They had Jay. Like they, yeah, had, they had everything. Everybody. Yeah, they had everybody, bro. And I'm like, why did they break up? So I was like, when I was going along looking at all this research, but like Dame Dash had so much zeal, but he got in his own way, man. Like well, he was a really yeah. big reason. Of why they why it really popped like he was the one going to bat for Jay and doing all yeah. this stuff, but he blocked like he's the definition of he what was, I feel and like I think that's blocked. why he was hurt when they kind of. No, I don't think you were. Go ahead, Lewis. I'm going to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying like he oh, he's the definition that. of getting in your own way. Yes and no. Yes and no. I I think with Dame Dash. Why you say no, Sneak? Because I think Dame. I think Jay Z was a little more shicey than we know. So when it oh, yeah. so when it came so when it came down to it, I don't know if we completely understand exactly what this man was doing to get to where he got to. You understand what I'm saying? Like a lot of people just give Jay. Oh, Jay- you know he had to do that shit now. But but I'm saying though, even if Kanye is a product of Jay-Z, and then he goes on an interview and you ask, which one do you which one would you wanna would you wanna um manage you? And he says Dame Dash hands down. Cause Dame signed him. Jay wouldn't sign him. So, so back to agree with I agree with you, but back to what we're saying. So, who's the real genius behind it? I think no. Dame. Okay, I'm listening, Lewis. Go ahead, bro. I think. So no, you think, I Dame, think Dame, Dame Dash, Dash is more? Of, I think Dame Dash is more of a genius than people give credit for. He just yeah. got it his own way because of his 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 attitude and how he comes off to people. But to me, he's the real reason why Rockefeller took off. Jay was watching. And he made business moves. He went, he remember he retired to go run Def Jam, but all he did was go get his, he agreed to run Def Jam so he could get his master's back. That was a power move. And then he quit and then started his own company and then started doing everything he was doing before. That Jay? Yeah, it, it was a power move because he did have the blueprint for it. But at the same time, Jay-Z in that situation, whether he was shy or not, he still learned the game and realized that he was more marketable and he had more influence than Dane Dash. So he mm. took that and ran with it. No, and he no. started positioning himself in the place with those people. And then once he realized that, he didn't need Dame Dash no more. That's right. No, That's dis- not shysty to me. That's like, that, that's shysty to you? That's business. And business is shysty. So let's get that. But, but so I it, say- in business, is Jay-Z figured out what his worth was and then he left? So I'm, I got a really unpopular opinion that people, everything you said about Jay-Z is true is besides when you say what blew him up. This was also a business move, but it was a great business move, and I ain't mad at it. When Jay-Z got with Beyonce, I'm not saying Jay-Z wasn't anything. It opened, it simply opened up certain doors that Dame Dash will never be able to get into without having that image and that marriage That's to that fact. type of person. The reason why I say Jay-Z is an anomaly is all the things you said, but like also you can't take away the fact that he's married to one of the if not the biggest pop star of all time. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Hey, 
good point. Hey, hey, let me ask you a question. All right. Who was the biggest pop star, black woman pop star, before Beyonce? Michael Jackson. Female, <laughs> female, man. Come Dude, on, female. Let's go. Who was I, it? I would say that Michael Jackson. Um, Who was it? Before her unfortunate demise. Who was I would, it? I would, I would say Whitney, bro. All right, but like pop, like urban, like think about it. Who was it that passed away? Mm, that know. passed away? Yeah. I don't know. Hold on. She passed away. You, you want to say it's Aaliyah? All right. Who was, who was Aaliyah dating when she died? Dame Dad. Uh, she was dating uh, Dame Dad. Oh, you know what? I ain't never thought <laughs> about it. Sneak. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Louis, you think Aaliyah was on the cusp of like Beyonce-ish? I think. No, real talk. Think about this. The same way people make that comparison with Biggie and Jay-Z and like Jay-Z wouldn't have had the, the door to, to go in mm-hmm. to be what he was if, if Biggie was alive. Mm-hmm. I do think if Aaliyah was alive, it would have limited that. that Because think about it. When Beyonce came, it was no one singing and dancing. You know, Mary, Mary was cool. Whitney was cool. But there, was re- there really wasn't that. There really wasn't that area there. You know, and Aaliyah was really, Aaliyah was taking off. Aaliyah was that. She was doing movies and everything. Yeah, but she was. Yeah, she was. Lewis can't. I mean, not Lewis. Aaliyah can't can't really sing. She couldn't. But her stardom and her star power. That I do feel like it would have been hard to for Beyonce to come on and and blow up like she did. I do believe that. I do believe Aaliyah would have had would have maybe split it up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I I I give you that. I get. I guess with the Jay Z thing, and and again, it's no knock. Even even people gonna kill me for this. Even like Kanye marrying Kim, bro, that got him in certain doors that he would have never. And I'm not even talking about like I'm. Well, not to me, talking- that is a power move, though. It's nothing wrong with that sneak. Like the same way that Dame went, not to cut you off, the same way that Dame went to, like you said, Def Jam did that, got his masters. That's a power move. You understand in the game, that is a power move. You got to open those doors. So when he did marry Beyonce, it did open up certain doors. But at the same time, he knew that with his influence and Beyonce influence, it could do way more than him and Dame Dash together. But I'm not even once he not, figured that out, he was good. But I'm not even saying, okay, yes, because it's Beyonce, and let's go with the Kim thing. What I'm saying is, there are certain doors. Take Beyonce out of it, and I'm okay. not saying that her being Beyonce didn't help. There are certain doors that you don't cross over in unless you're a married guy, a married black man. Now, there are certain doors you don't even entertain. Like when I went on the On the Run tour too, that crowd was diverse. Because of it was a not because Jay Z and Beyonce, but a married couple performing together, that that puts you into a bag that just being Jay Z or just being Beyonce could not do. It just can't, bro. Like like, and then Jay Z wouldn't even have crossover appeal if he wasn't married to Beyonce. Her crossover appeal gave so, you don't think that he planned all of this? Nah, I don't. Nah, I I, I would say. Come on, bro. Plan. Hey, sneak don't like Jay Z. In case you didn't. That's what I'm like. Come on. At some point, bro. Like, come on, you. It's not that. You don't think. You don't think that he saw the potential. First of all, a man is not gonna marry any woman unless you see the potential in her. You're not gonna marry any woman unless you see the value she's gonna bring. She's gonna bring the value to you. And at the same time, just like a woman is not gonna, a woman is not gonna accept that from a man that she doesn't see value in. So, so in that, so. So hold on, time out, Jay. Let me ask a question real quick before you finish talking stupid. Go ahead, go ahead. Are, are go you ahead. saying in that situation, Jay Z saw the potential in Beyonce? He saw the value in her. Yes. Okay. Finish. Finish. So, so when he met Beyonce, she didn't already have her platform. 
she don't have her plat. She didn't have her platform already together when he met her. Say, say that again. When Jay Z met Beyonce, she didn't already have a platform already established. I mean, she was With Destiny, Destiny Child, Child and, and yeah, and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you don't, so you don't think people see that far into the future where it's like, hey, not only is this a great partner, she's very attractive, all this stuff, but she's going to bring value to me because you have the conversation that we don't see. Maybe they were talking about different finances, all that stuff, and they click, and it's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. She's on another level that I want to get to, and, and she wants to get to. So you start to see that potential, and you gravitate towards that. They both saw the potential in each other. You, so you mean to tell me Beyonce saw Jay-Z looks? Okay, okay, okay. So real quick, because it's about to get good. Y'all already know we back. Millennials vs. World podcast. Man, it's your boy K.Mims. Mm-hmm. Got my bro DJ J-Dub with me. Got my bro Lewis okay. with me. And we're going to start calling them Deacon Cummins and Professor Blackstock, bro. That's the new nicknames for y'all, too. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> hey, hey, he got to be. But no, nah, Jay, what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. so you said a lot You said a lot of BS in that. So I'm going to just. Yeah, break. okay. Yeah, hey, hey, look, um, your opinion. Go ahead. I heard. So okay. the thing is, the only problem I have with you first said is planned. I don't think Jay-Z, like, he may have saw her and saw that potential, like, it can go here. But I don't think he just planned to scoop Beyonce from the beginning. I don't believe that. Because he was he was messing with Aaliyah before. So tell 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 me where in my argument I said he planned to scoop Beyonce from the beginning. Or did I say that when he met her, she had a platform? And after that platform, maybe the conversation that they were having behind closed doors, he saw the potential in her and said, Hey, you know what? This is a great investment. This is a, the same way she saw value in him and said, Hey, this guy's not normal. Yeah, he used to sell drug yay for Marcy Projects, but he's got something different about him. Jay, you you said those things, but you started with you don't think that was planned. You started with that, and what I'm saying is, once they met and what he saw in the potential, I believe that. But the way you initially before you said that, the way you initially said like, oh, that you don't think that was planned for him to? Mm, no, nah, I don't. And then I, think- I came back and, and then I came back and elaborated with why I felt that it was planned. After the conversations, that's what started the planning. When you say plan, excuse me. When I said plan, I don't mean like, oh, he saw her in a club, like. Oh yeah, this shorty gonna take me to the next level, make me a billion. Like, no, he's not doing that. No, he don't even know her. But after you had those conversations, those intimate conversations, you start to learn somebody. They both saw value in each other. That's why the looks doesn't matter. That's why all the scrutiny doesn't matter because at the end of the day, they both saw value once they got to know each other. They knew she knew after she got to know him, the platform that he had and the level of status that he had in the streets and what she had in the industry with her parents and Destiny Child that was a collective, you know what I'm saying? Like they came together and formed a power couple based mm-hmm. off of those things. I'm, I mean, you did a hell of a job backtracking and fixing it. You did a hell of a job with that. Okay. Boy, what's you your, what's your, back what's your okay. on that? You did, bro. No, no, I, no. I think, I think it, I think there had to, <laughs> <laughs> I think there had to have been strategy behind it, man. Like, Okay. Anytime it's two big stars like that. I hate when Jay do that. That's not what you said, nigga. That's not what you said. So you, you want me to okay? With, so you want me to okay you know, with somebody just confirmed? Hey, hey look, hey, look, Lewis. I know okay. you always against me, but can you tell this man he started with? You don't think you I did? Was, you did say one thing and kind of say thank something. Thank you. Totally thank you. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, okay. Lewis. After sorry. I after I after I specifically said yeah, you talked it was planned, ahead, Lewis. After I said it was planned, did I not elaborate? You did. Okay. That's all I want to know. Go ahead, Lewis. Go ahead. Back to the initially, you were saying. 
initially it sounded like you were saying something totally different though. Absolutely. That's why that's why I wanted to elaborate so I can get my point across. There's no that's no words. Go ahead, go ahead, Lewis. Hey, hey, Lewis. No, I man, I, I just said about that. Go ahead, I think there was some strategy in it, right? Like in, in them coming together. That was it. Like that, that was a lot. Those are my thoughts. And I think there was a lot more agreements than love at one point. Like just just with absolutely the, just with the way it not in a bad way necessarily, but just the way it moves, like I don't know. God, this sounds so bad. I don't know in certain situations is love if love carries you carries you over the top in situations like that. Like it I doesn't. think the things they endure probably, you know, most people wouldn't because of the status, because of the fame, because of the money. So I think they right. love each other, yes, but I think that's not the thing that probably keeps them together and brings them over the top. I will but argue- love love doesn't keep you together. Love is what initially starts something. And, you know, that's like bliss, like all this stuff. But when you lock in with a partner, it's about principles, values. And that's what keeps you together. So once they had an agreement, once Beyonce and Jay-Z got that agreement together, they understood that. And that's what kept them together because they had a common goal on what it was. It wasn't about no love. Like at the end of the day, they both met, like at the end of the day, if Beyonce and Jay-Z broke up today, they both can self-sustain by themselves and be right. well off. But how, who, so who, they could they, who could who could better relate to to, to each other like who better than them two for each other though you know what i'm saying right. like, who could right. uh, who could understand the lifestyles and what it takes for them to be who they are better than, mm-hmm. than them than each other you know Agreed. i think that plays Absolutely. a role agree so i think that's a good segue too so um so tapping into that and then and then jay did say some really good points after he said one thing and then finesse he did say yeah i did bro i appreciate that yep i did um uh but talking about like them growing and learning the first, you know, what we write about the other day, like, so the first, you know, topic or discussion of tonight will be like, how do y'all feel about, you know, relationships or helping people as you're growing? Because I guess in a sense, like, we literally kind of started about talking how they started one way, they had to stay mm-hmm. together and maintain while they grow. But I want to talk about all relationships, like friendships, mm-hmm. family, like, do y'all think it's healthy or good to help others while you're still finding your way? That's my life, opinion. No. I, I don't think that first of all, Lewis is definitely life, but I don't think it's healthy for you to try to help somebody uh, grow uh, when you're not fully grown yet. Like you're not fully there yet because you're pouring from an empty cup and you're still trying to figure it out. So you're a little bit sensitive on certain subjects and you're also still trying to figure out the blueprint. So you can extend your love to a certain extent, but actually trying to help somebody, you can't physically help them because you're not in a position to help them, in my opinion, because you don't have anything to give them. Like your advice is going to be somewhat lopsided because it's like, okay, yeah, I can help you on this situation, but I've never been in it. So that's why, case in point, you ever hear people say, um, dang, man, like, I, like it's cool. I know you get it, but I know you don't have no kids though. So you wouldn't understand. If somebody say that to you, a person with no kid may still understand that, but they don't think that you do because you haven't been through that experience. Hmm. So if you haven't been through that experience, people don't take your advice. You know what I mean? Like, like you, it's not credible. So to me personally, I personally think you need to work on yourself, get to your, like get to a point to where you're comfortable with yourself, comfortable with what you're doing. And then you have the ability to help somebody. Hmm. Louis, I know you was about to say you like, you were saying like that's life, and then uh, yeah, it's life. I, I'm gonna have to disagree with my with my dog, man, because 
life is just a journey of constant evolution and constant learning. So we're always growing. We're all, always learning new things. I think the easiest thing to equate it to, uh, and not to shift the, the 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 dynamic here, but like on a spiritual journey, right? Like when you mm-hmm. become saved and you you begin to know Christ, um, you you you're on that journey. And if and I think it's important to share the little bit you do know because you never know what may may help somebody. So mm-hmm. I think I think you have to use wisdom in how you share who you share with or what you share, right? To know to know your level. I think it's something you said, Jay. You got to know where you are with it in order to know how much you maybe can help somebody. But mm-hmm. if you know what, if you know you if you know one thing, that may be one thing more than the next person. So you know, it, I think that I think that it is important to share knowledge and growth, like me or my or like a financial journey. Like I don't know everything, but as I begin to learn, I'm always telling people what I know, even if it's just a little bit, just to give them that exposure, because then that could trigger trigger them to go and pursue um, more information and education. So I think it's important to to uh, branch branch out and and share that information as you get it. You know, another good point, Ken. I don't want to cut you off. Real, no, you real, good, bro. You good, bro. Go ahead. Another good point is too. What I had to realize is sometimes you do have great information, Lewis. You made a good point. You do have great information, and you have uh points to where like the stuff that you've learned on your journey, the wisdom you've gathered, you have to be open to understand though. Sometimes people aren't ready for that though. Facts. And I think if you give that out prematurely, it can actually mess you up in the long run. That's all Absolutely. I want to say. I agree. You got to know when to do it. Good point. That's a so, good point. I'm going to kind of like take from Jay's and Lewis's. I agree with mm-hmm. UJ in the sense of like in certain things, it's just best not to, in certain arena, arenas, it's best not like, you know what? Nah. And but my philosophy is, you know, yes and no. Like when Lewis say the financial journey, right? I think that we live in a time where people are so judgmental. Like say if Lewis gave you, just I use myself, say if Lewis gave me some game, right? While he was on his journey and then I learn and then say I grow and learn that what he gave me at the time, like, damn, like why would he tell me that when I learned this? And people, not myself, but people being mm-hmm. so judgy, now was like, oh, damn, it, he was trying to da da da. And it's more like, nah, I think that it's hard because in any cycle of growth, you're processing all the mm-hmm. time. And mm-hmm. when you tend to share while you're processing, it don't ever come out as a final product, obviously. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, and a lot mm-hmm. of people judge your That's true. process. In reality, because your process is higher than their thoughts, even when you're processing, mm. you're giving them game. But you're like, damn, bro, like, I don't, like, to me, it's it's hurt me because you give people game and you try to learn, but, like, maybe a week later, you process it and you learn them. Like, you know what, bro, no, I probably feel like this, or I think this way, but they mm-hmm. want to soak it up. But you like, damn, bro, like, I don't know, because I'm still learning, and you give that, and they feel like it's not authentic because, you're still learning. And then it's like, damn, why are you trying to withhold information? Now that's saying, yeah, I get what you're saying. I, t- Boy, I get 100% yeah, yeah, what you're saying. That's good. I get 100% you're, what you're saying. And it's really yeah. you saying like, nah, I'm trying to make sure the information I'm giving you is valid. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because Absolutely. I, I think a lot of times, bro, we we want other people's results. Like not, maybe not us on this podcast right now, but like, mm-hmm. yo, in America, bro, we want other people's results so bad. Yes. So bad. Like everything you see is never... Like, how do they get it? It's like, I'm not even going down that bag of courses. Th- th- no, even, no, 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 no. Even if you say, how did you get it? Then you will tell them how you got it. And it's like, nah, you ain't have to do all that. 
like you just trying to make it hard for me. You just, it, it's like, I, if you literally gave somebody a list of, like Lewis, for example, if you said, hey, bro, this is how you get to six figures a year, do boom, 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 right? Somewhere down the line, somebody have some, somebody will be skeptical and say, nah, he's just trying to make it hard for me. He ain't do all that. Like, why? What makes you think that way? And it's because like in our culture, it's like, we're, we're taught to think like the worst. We're taught to think the, the worst case scenario at all times. Like we're never taught to live in the present or just do normal. So it's like worst case scenario of all times. I, yeah. uh, I don't know, Jay. I kind of think it's more so like you can give people the game. I think that I've realized on my way, you got to give people ways to view things and probably perspective. Because when you mm-hmm. give people your story and they try to recreate what you did, they're not mm-hmm. going to have the same decision-making skills without you when it's time to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you say, Very true. how did I do, how did you do this by, at this age? Or how did you do this by doing that? It's like, yeah, I can tell you everything, but then it becomes like a, a crutch almost. Like, they think every step is supposed to like, nah, bro, like, I, can, I don't know what you're thinking when it happens. I can right, tell you right. what I did. I can tell you the parameter of like, hey, bro, don't do this. But True. people literally want every step of the process. But when you're doing that, bro, you're not you're not really catering to their way of thinking. That's like right. back to the conversation we had. Like, oh, go ahead, Lewis. I'm sorry. No, I think what people feel, what you have to do, if you're giving someone steps to 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 get somewhere, I think it's behaviors. You can't give them your your direct steps of what you mm-hmm. did. You gotta. I think you have to share the behaviors that that got you to that point. You know, I don't, I don't think there's any, two people could get the same list of things and instructions and get totally different results. You know what I'm saying? Even like with cooking and all that stuff, you know what I mean? They could get the yeah. same. It's, but I think it's the behaviors that, that have to be groomed because like when I look at people who are successful by my standard mm-hmm. and I read these books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or Think or Grow Rich, or mm-hmm. um, The Richest Man Who Ever Lived, or, or the Bible for that matter. And I look at all, all of those things share a lot of the same principles and behaviors, and they don't really have the same uh, step-by-step process, but the, all the behaviors are, are the same. So that's why I think that that um, if we are giving someone guidance on how to do something or what to do, I think it's more so behaviors uh, that that lead to that, to so lead to that the, end result. So Lewis, what's your views on out, outgrowing people when you learn new processes and, and you're giving game that simply just doesn't apply to their life anymore. Man. What, what, think, what's your thoughts on that? And then the, uh, boy, you that. walking heavy. Hey, you walking I'm, heavy. I'm just saying, first day heavy. back, hey, boy, first day back, we gonna hear today. Today. Oh, like hey like man, this. I don't, I don't have an answer for that yet because I think you gotta be close enough to the person to know where they're, where they are, level of thinking and where they are. You know what I mean? Some people say they want certain things, you tell them, and they can't comprehend them, or they get offended, like Jay, or you were alluded to. You gotta be able to know where they are <laughs> in order to be able to help. Bro, you can tell Lewis to... got so nice during therapy, bro. He ain't mean at all, no boy, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. Hey, hey all right. go ahead. Hey. <laughs> Turn this man all nice and stuff. Go you gotta, ahead. hey man, you gotta know where. You gotta know how to meet people. You guys taught me that though. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, yo. Your boy actually on the last segment. What's his name? Antonio. Yeah, Tony actually taught me that because I was sitting there. I, I never thought about that. Sometimes you have to meet people where they are. Sure. So that way you can understand, you know, because conversations and interactions are really about understanding. It's not that I'm more superior to you. 
you know, or whatever the case. It's really about understanding and say, okay, well, that's what makes you tick. That's what makes you think like that. I never thought of it like that. I'm not saying I'm going to adopt that thinking. I'm just saying that, hey, I never thought about it from that perspective. When you talk to, a lot of it has to do with in the generation that we're living in and, and, and everything that's going on, a lot of people don't want to uh, be open to receive it. You know what I mean? Everything yeah. has to be malicious. Everything has to be, oh, okay, you got your life together. I don't got my life together. It's like, no, I'm not coming at you like that. I'm just saying that, hey, this is something that I tried. Why don't you try this? And people, it, all, it goes back to what you guys said. I think it was about three or four segments ago uh, that y'all said. It goes back to if people believe that you're credible with what you're saying. If they believe that you're credible, they'll listen to you. If they don't, it's like, eh, I don't really have to, okay. Sneak, you saying that because of what? Facts. I'm going to say two things of what you just said. Um, the first is the credible thing, bro. You only get grace when you're assumed excellent or successful. Mediocrity does not get grace. And when I say that is, it's like, factual, factual. and mediocrity is really relative. You know what I'm saying? Because we can, let's take the three of us. You can walk in certain environments and you be the standard and you can walk in other environments and it's like, damn, bro, you just getting your feet wet. You know what I'm saying? But in the one where you're the standard, you're more likely to get grace on everything you do because they value and put you on a pedestal. In the room where you're not and you're just getting your feet wet, understand, it's not saying you're in a bad place, but you're just getting your feet wet. In mm -hmm. those rooms, your opinion just went from this or your mistakes just went from this. Like, man, get out of here, bro. Like, I don't have time for that. And, and, and I think... um you were just saying something that I wanted to touch on. You were saying, uh, oh, about the level of understanding. A lot of times, bro, mm -hmm. that unsolicited gets you in trouble. You know my boy. Y'all taught me that, boy. Yeah, boy. Like, hey, hey, you, he had to teach me that, boy, because I will give some unsolicited advice. Nope. 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 I don't, bro. <laughs> hey, Louis. Hey, they'd be like, you want my advice? No, I bet. So this is what you need to do. <laughs> hey, this is what you need to do. <laughs> bro, because, because it's a curse being able to see the solution to other people's problems. Yeah. When you when you're able to see it, bro, I if you tell me Boy. something I'm like, oh, are you asking my opinion? And because a lot of people will tell you something and stop, bro. Unsolicited advice probably has has probably ruined at least almost a couple business relationships, a couple family relationships. I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? And, and it become unsolicited because people won't tell you what they think of you. So when you give advice, their mind judges you in a different way than you're presenting yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. I think the intent, I think, and what's crazy, and you, you, it kind of goes back to what you were saying about the growth thing, like knowing when to give advice. I realized that, hmm, how can I phrase this without sounding like Go ahead, bro. Just go ahead. I think I realized. Go ahead. Say it with your chest, Lewis. I realized the power and influence that I had based on how what I said affected people. Cause I would say something and it would affect somebody. And I was, I, and they could say it to me, I wouldn't care. You know what I mean? But I didn't realize how much people really value. I'm going to say my words. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to say words in general. I'm going to say my words. Cause I could be playing and it really affect, you know what I mean? It really affects somebody. And I'm like, Hey, that yeah. really bothered you or, or like when I gave the unsolicited advice, oh, you think you're smarter than me? Like even as a kid, um, mm -hmm. even as a child, bro, this is this is me being a, real with y'all. Like even as a child, like I got judged that way because I was so sure I spoke from a place of surety that mm -hmm. it would offend adults. 
crazy. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. So, that's crazy, so, bro. So I I didn't realize that until I got older. Like, not pe- people really, people really can't, people really value kind of what I would say. You know what I'm saying? And I, I never, I never really understood that until, until as of late. So I've been really careful with how I have conversations. Very careful. Yeah. And unsolicited advice and things of that nature. I, yeah, that unsolicited boy. Go ahead, King. Nah, bro. So two things, like, you know, it's weird, bro. Sit down and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you at home? AJ! AJ! Oh, y'all heard me. <laughs> yeah, bro. I thought I put y'all on mute, bro. My bad, my bad. <laughs> hey, hey, my man Deuce got me hot in here. Like, bro, chill out. No. Like, what are you doing? Yo, yo. I cannot wait to clip that, bro. <laughs> hey, bro, chill. Don't put that yo. in there, man. Uh, funny, bro. I thought I muted you the whole time. Yo, this man crazy. Um, <laughs> hey, he went off camera just to yell. We still heard you. <laughs> I know. I know, bro. I thought I muted that. Oh, man, that's going to be a good it's one, bro. All right, bro. Um, with us, oh, influence. Uh, bro, you know, I, I, I ain't realize, I ain't realize how much, you know, what I'm saying, uh, influence I had until people started doing things based off what they thought I wanted them to do, like, like people started doing things to think, like, damn, how could I, how could I, uh, shit, like, oh, let me, um, do this, like, to to get in like the same conversations as me. Or do the same things I would be doing, and I'm just like, bro, you know you ain't got to do that, right? Like, it, 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 like what? Or like talk to me a certain way. I'm like, what are you doing? But I realized they uh, respected my path so much that they thought it had to be a certain way to move around me. And I'm like, bro, this was this, Lewis. Let me tell I'm you this. Speak on that. Let me get let me get my thought when you finish. I'm gonna tell you this, bro. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. True story. I'm gonna tell you this, bro. True story like in the past month maybe two months now bro i got called stuck up bro like hurt my feelings i'm like what <laughs> stuck like, up oh, bro what i've never no you're not stuck up it, it was from a family yeah, like come on like, bro they yeah they capping come on the exact words was like so you snoot your nose up at me now i was like oh what Ooh. so like you know how i am I'm like oh if i was insulting you you would know like this ain't but i've had to say that before Huh? And then, and then what you, and then what you have to stop doing too is when somebody say something like that, you got to stop judging your character based off of that. You got to stop thinking like, whoa, like wait a minute, like because in I I know in the past for me what like if something like that happened, I started like basically listing what reasons of why I'm not stuck up. Like, come on, it's me. Like, look at my character. Look like then you have to realize you don't have to prove that if you feel that way. Okay, no problem. Yeah, I think that's hard. Feel that way. It's easier said than done, but Keenan, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> you were talking about how people made decisions around you, but one thing about you that I noticed, like, really early, like, we, when we, even when we first met, you call people out. It ain't even just unsolicited advice. You'd be unsolicited telling people the truth about themselves. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You stuck up. Yeah. So it's like people, people try to maybe get ahead of it. You know what I'm saying, and that's probably why you got some of the reactions that you were you were getting. Um, right. But I don't think you stuck up, bro. And I will say, uh, when you said something about if you didn't, if you were insulting, if I was insulting you, I would tell you. I find myself saying that a lot too. That's how I know my words carry weight. Yeah. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. if I was trying to insult you, I would tell you. You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta, 
beat around the bush and try to figure nope. it out. Like I'm, a, I will let you know for sure. And, and, but why and, do you? Why do y'all think that people assume that our words carry so much weight? Like why do they put that on us when we don't put that on ourselves? I'm gonna let you tell we're just, first, bro. We're just, we're just merely communicating like everybody else. We're sharing our thoughts, our experiences. Why does our word hold so much weight and value to the point to where people feel either inferior or they feel like, oh, you're trying to be better than me? When in actuality, when somebody talks to us like that, I'm just like, oh, okay, it doesn't yeah. faze me. I'm just, okay. I think it, I think it, I think it's just the sure the assurance of who you are. Because I mean, sometimes it sometimes we're on the other side of that. That's good. That's and, but I realize the time that I'm on the other side of that is when I'm not sure of something. But when I'm sure of who I am. And somebody's saying something to me in regards to something like that, I don't, I, it's like it never happened. But when it's something that I'm not secure in, uh, about that's when it affects me. And I think we are more sure that's of ourselves. Very good, yeah, we're more sure of ourselves on certain things that people maybe aren't. And mm -hmm. when we come about it and we approach it and we say these things and we provide solutions, people mm -hmm. get offended because it's like, how are you so sure you ain't even if for things we hadn't been a part of, right? But we are trained problem solvers. That's why we find Boy. success wherever we go. Because, and, and and the biggest reason is we don't stop. I don't I don't stop thinking until I found a solution. I don't stop trying until I found a solution. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't. I until I figured it out. Like you can't sleep good, bro. I can't sleep. Yeah. Until can't. I figured it out, I yeah. haven't I haven't stopped. So that but that's where the assurance comes from because we know the work that and the thought that we put behind the education all those things were put behind to come to the, come to the conclusion and most people ain't, aren't willing to do that but when they see somebody so sure and can come up with answers so fast they're like well, who are you to think that you can or you know what i'm saying it that, but that Lewis, i think i think good. for me i think for me that's hurt me in the long run though and i'm gonna tell you what okay me being in my profession me Get being in it. my trade and and, and everything so good to be back man Damn. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On my the fault. 10th, boy, we... Oh, all right. All right. Look, <laughs> in, my, in my profession and what I do, like, you know, I have to go out here and troubleshoot different things and, and different machines. I can't leave until this you machine is fixed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I can't leave at all until it's like, okay, it's fixed. I know it's fixed. I have a solution for it. In my in relationships that I have with friendships and, 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 uh, and you know, in my marriage and all that stuff, it's different because I had to learn that every situation doesn't need a solution for me. That's mm -hmm. tough for me because it's like, I approach it like that. It's like, yep. if you come to me with a problem, I'm automatically thinking that's good. what a solution is. But I had to realize like, you have to learn how to navigate and understand, okay, this is just a time for me to listen. Right. It's just a time for me to give, you know what I'm saying? Some comfort and understanding. This is not a time for Jay to figure it out. But I've always been trained like, you have to figure it out because if you don't, stuff is not going to work without you figuring it out. So how do you guys navigate through that in life? That was good, that. bro. That was good, it, bro. It, it was. It was really good. Two, two things I would say. I appreciate it. Because uh, the question you're asking me is how you navigate when to make a solution and when not to? Yes. All right. Okay. So I'm going to answer that secondly. The thing I was going to say before that, Lewis said it, and I just lost it, bro. My Come on. God. Get it back. Get it back. Get it back. We on a good <laughs> you one. You got it, man. Get you got it. Back, oh, get oh, it oh. I realized hey, about um, when he was speaking on being you know, sure of yourself, and insecure and things of that nature, bro. You, this and I, and I appreciate the words. You know what I'm saying. But I realize that I've heard from people that know me, besides probably three or four people, like, damn, King, I didn't think he was going. Like, damn, bro, you really doing it? And then I at first I'd be like, okay, cool, appreciate it. <laughs> and then like I started to realize, like, oh, <laughs> what did you 
you think I was gonna be doing my life, bro? Like, <laughs> up there, like, up there, failing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, but, but then I realized that it never bothered me because if y'all hear this, I'm sorry. Oh, I never felt like those people were smarter than me, or their path was the same as mine. So you can say like, "Damn, bro, you really built like that." You ain't gonna say like, "Damn, I didn't think you was gonna make it." And I would, and my response would be something like, "Damn, look at us now." Mm-hmm. Like their lim- their limitations were, because people project so much, bro. Like yeah. their failures, their obstacles have to be your obstacles. They have to be your failures, and people look at you whether y'all want to believe this or not, and go like, "Bro, he's not that. He's not that." Oh, facts. Like, how did yeah. he? Get, like, he's not that. Whatever that is. Like, come yeah. on, bro. I've done it, but I've done that. What you mean? I've done that to people. Yeah, but but the but the point I'm making is I will have to look at the position in which it's coming from. Right. Like I got if, you. I, if I was to think that of someone, I also would my next thought would be like, there gotta be something I don't know that they did. There you there yeah, you that, go. That's, yeah, that, that's, that, that's the difference. The yep. That's the difference right there. I said what I said because I've said that thought, but my immediate next thought is what you said. Yep. It's, yep. it's like it's that, it's that very next it's that very next thought. And most people don't get to that place. And I'm because what true. you do, what because in that what you what you're saying is humility. What you're saying, Lord, that that next heavy. thought, that next thought is humility. It's saying, Well, who am I to think yep. to judge where someone else is? Yep. I need to figure out if that's where I want to be, I need to figure out what they did. And then now, now you're constantly working, like I said, now you're constantly working towards that solution. That's the difference between 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 us here and other mm-hmm. folks and some yeah. other people. I'm not saying everybody's yep. that way, but that's the difference right. between us and other folks. Is that yeah. now all that does is trick instead of triggering jealousy or triggering um, acceptance of who that are uh, acceptance of who we are in that moment, it mm-hmm. triggers the motivation to go get it. Yep, that's, that's a fact. Because I'm fact, quick, bro. I'm quick, bro. I am quick. If I'm having a conversation longer than ten minutes and somebody says, I'm like, oh damn, bro, like how that happen for you? What's up? Like, what did you do to get that? Like, not from a like, oh no, nah, it's like, bro, people, I never get this true story. We was in hot and juicy. Uh I may have been with you. Hot and juicy in the city. I never I had been to I had an AT toboggan on. And a dude from you know, they always yell out Aggie Pride or whatever. And uh-huh. an older guy was talking to me, rapping with me. He's like, Yeah, you know what? You graduated 2013. Like, oh man, I was there, I was there before you was born, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And he gave me his number and he was like. You never know who you might need in this world. You never know if you talk to a rich person or not. And I was like, I was like, oh, interesting. Like, appreciate it. I definitely hit you mm-hmm. up. And later that week, me being who I am, I called him. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yo, what up? This is, you know, this is Keenan Mims. I didn't get to properly introduce myself. We met da-da-da. Bro, stayed on the phone for like an hour and a half. And him just mm-hmm. explaining. It wasn't like he was just giving me like game, but he was talking about life and giving me so much wisdom. But the point I'm making is to what Lewis to Lewis's point, like I've never wanted what somebody else had. So it never jealousy is hard for me. Yes, I've never yes. looked at somebody and been like, because you want to know why? I think if you put your mind to anything, you can obtain it. You can get I, it. You, you're not jealous because you know you can do it. You, you know exactly. And, and to piggyback off your solution, Jay, the question you had, you know, I don't want to get too far off. The question was like, how do you maneuver through that? Mm-hmm. Bro, you'll realize when you hold influence and the more influence I hold in someone's life, the less likely likely I am to give them a solution. The more influence Mm -hmm. I hold in somebody's life, 
the more wow. I'm willing to give you perspective with no solution. Yeah. If mm. I care about wow. you and I rock with you, I'm gonna give you perspective from every end I can. And I'm gonna leave mm -hmm. the solution 110% up to you. Okay. If we're just having that's a general good. conversation and I'm, you know, say us in the room and then y'all, y'all friends and y'all cousins and we talking about something, I'm like, oh dad, bro, I would do this because my that conversation may not leave that kitchen table. Mm -hmm. But when I know if I, you know, boom, call Lewis and we rapping about something like, yo, man, what you feel about this? And I know the next things I say he's going to consider in his actual life. I'm going to just give him perspective on how I would do it. Right. Got and you. you. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying, bro? Because that input, mm -hmm. bro. That's real. I, I never thought of, dang, that's real. That's what, good, what, bro. what about you, Lewis, about navigating when, when to give solutions, when to listen? I'm trying to, yeah. you know, I, I'm figuring that out. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you always do Jay, one or you always do the other. I'm just trying, I don't know. I analyze <clears throat> and allow time to tell me what, what my place is. Um, mm -hmm. Because, Jay, man, you said something powerful. Some, sometimes the solution is needed, but sometimes it's not you that, it's not you, it's not up to you to solve. Sometimes, you know, we, as a man, as a father, as the head of the home, Sometimes uh -huh. you have oh, to die. About to get us, you about to get us cut off. As a, you, sometimes you <laughs> got to die. Sometimes you have to guide people to to the to the solution because it's like to give a man a fish, teach a man a fish. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. you got to guide people towards a solution. So I'm I'm learning I'm learning that I'm I'm learning that, and I think it's power. I think it's more power in guiding someone towards a solution as opposed mm -hmm. to giving them a solution because it takes more thought on your end. Yep. Mm -hmm. So Every day. I, I, I could see myself evolving just from being being that person, being Mr. Miyagi, as I call it. That's such a yeah. man. The Karate Kid is so dope, bro. It is, bro. Hey, it's a fact, bro. Hey, hey, hey Lewis. Another thing, another thing to piggyback off what you were saying. What I had to realize is, given that solution, and like you said, more so guiding somebody. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you are so quick to always give people solutions, they feel like that they're inferior and incompetent to where they can't ever solve anything. Right. That's not how you come off. But it's just like, oh, okay, so you didn't give me a chance to figure it out. It's like you, you, uh, you know it all. You, you know. Right. But it's like I'm not trying to come off as that. It's like this is my opinion on it. And like Keenan said earlier, when you're looking from the outside in, because you're not in the situation that they're in, you can see the solution fast. But it's yeah. like he said, it's up to you when you realize how much influence you have to somebody. That was so good. Sometimes you can't give like give them that solution. You have that was so good, bro. Yeah, so good. I thought about my best my mentor. You know. Uh, the best thing he ever did for me was never give me anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if I was struggling, if I didn't, never gave me money, none of that. But what he did give me was information. Yep. And, like, I I still use and practice those things to this day. Ooh, you know what man. I'm saying? Like, it, the, I, I think the tangible things are great, but this, it's temporary. But when you can deposit in someone's mind, that's going to last forever. Yep. And, Boy, and you know what's thanks. so crazy that you said that, Louis? Shout out to the big homie. If you go and listen to maybe the first 15, uh, 15 episodes uh, of, of the podcast, it was me and my big homie for it, my mentor shooting the pie, right? He convinced me to like, you know, you can do it. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 Keenan, make sure you put that as a thumbnail too, bro. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey bro. Hey, Jay, you, hey, we all we all parents, so I understand. Parents, man, this is what it is, bro. Um, But it's crazy that you said that, Louis, because I remember when I first, you know, Y'all know my mentality. I jump off the porch and then I figure out how far the fence is. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. he's, he's, you feel me? And um, he's a rap with me. He'd be like, yeah, you need to do, you know, like your marketing, man. You really need to get out here 
and make these relationships. And I used to be like, how you make them? He was like, man, get out there, get out there and hustle. And he would just stop right there. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like he told me like, you just need to make these relationships. You need to make, like when I went to go set up my business bank account, <laughs> I did it online. He's like, bro, go make relationships. I'm like, what did you, what? But the point I'm making is as I grew as a businessman, Mm-hmm. I started getting, that's why you always see me go to something by myself. I, when you when you were here those times, I'm like, hey, AJ, bro, we got to go to this joint. Because subconsciously, Boy. I will always hear him say, like, get out, get out there and hustle. And I'm like, what do you mean, bro? But I realized that he was only giving me enough because he knew it would jumpstart me to go do what I needed to do. And then after I did it, I'll, you know, come back from all, so I'm like, yo, bro, da-da-da. And then he would go through and literally explain what all that stuff meant in this banging context and chopping down, like, yo, oh, okay. is that what okay. you was trying to? He was like, yeah, bro, but if I would have told you go to A Street, take a left, take a right, and then knock on this door, that's exact, uh, take, go to A Street. Uh, hold on. Mm-hmm. Hold on, bro. Uh, I don't know which one to k- kick out. I'm gonna try. You need to kick us out? No, I gotta, I gotta. You add somebody? No, I'm oh. taking Lewis out. My bad, bro. You good, brother? Yeah, um, good, bro. Um, he was just talking about the segment of adding people back in. Go ahead, Kenny. Oh, bro, what is going on right now? All right, so uh, he would tell me like, get out there and do this, and I and I'm like, what? And then when you when you would actually go and do it, it'll be like, yo, dag, bro, like, I ain't I ain't really know. <laughs> like, I would do, and he come back and give me the whole break. Now, this is called this. This right there is called this. When you make this, and when he told me to go to the bank instead of doing it online, and he was like, go to the bank and make a relationship. Till this day, I don't ever go to the bank unless I did, business-wise, unless I'm dealing with that person I met that day. And every time I've talked to this person, rap with this person, they'll email me like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, build relationships. And I said all this to say, the one thing my mentor has never done, like Lewis said, is giving me, he'll just say like, oh, no, nah, bro, you might want to check out such and such. Stop. Change the whole conversation. Because he knew when your mentor know you, he knows what type of information plants what type of seed. Absolutely. It just drives you, bro. It just drives you, bro. So it was just that's so like, That's that Mr. Miyagi, bro. I love, yeah. I love it because it's just like, you know, when you think about wax on wax, you don't know what you're doing. Nope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't know it's preparing you for 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 yep. that next for that next step of what you asked mm-hmm. for. Um, yep. But I had a question for you, Keenan. What's up, bro? Uh, on entrepreneurship, I was looking. You know, I've been doing a lot of research for some things that I really want to do uh, business wise. Sure. And um, and I, I seen somebody say uh, that entrepreneurship thing kicked in. They were talking about buying rental property, and they went to a guy, and they didn't have enough money to buy it, and they went to someone. And they said, hey, man, I think I want you to buy this property uh, for me. It's a great deal. And the, and the guy said, well, look, um, I can buy it. And I would. He said, but you need to figure out how to get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And he, mm-hmm. he said, and then in that moment, he said, my entrepreneurship you know, part kicked in. When, when you think about being successful as a business businessman, it really requires a lot of thought. Yep. But on the flip mm-hmm. side of that, it requires a lot of creativity. For sure. You know what I'm saying? And I think creativity, and this is the question, I feel like creativity, and this kind of goes back to how we started, 
with, with Jay-Z, I think creativity <laughs> kind of blurs the line with, with being like um, dirty or having some dirt on you. Because to be a business, to, to you gotta you kind of gotta do things in a manner where you can't show your hand. Yep. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you you can't show your hand, but do you find yourself at that crossroads where it's like something like integrity-wise, it kind of feels like it's being creative versus being, you know, potentially negative. You know what I'm saying? Like shysty, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think to date, I think that that's a good like, question, Lewis. That that opportunity presents itself weekly, damn near daily. You understand what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. think that. I think that there are certain business decisions you have to make, but you don't make those decisions when they could be viewed as shisty or be viewed as something. You don't make those decisions that will impact somebody you care about. You make those decisions where it will only impact you. So a lot of times when you get into that space, you realize, bro, like I've been in situations where it's like, (laughs) stories for days bro i'm trying to think of one uh, <laughs> you just said a mouthful just then though you know you dropped the gym yeah. right there you and, did and, and because you know i always believe in and this hurt me sometimes your morals and values bro i can't build anything unless i build it on my morals and values you feel me but bro come on man business, every business you... every it's hard to be successful in business I, and that's the thing without having some dirt on you bro it's hard yeah. i'm gonna tell you this lewis and i learned this because it happened to me and I learned this in other ventures. When it's not you, you get a partner that's like that. Facts. I like it. Yeah, when it's not you. When, because I'm going to tell you something like one of the shiestiest, no offense, Lewis, one of the shiestiest industries in the world is selling. Yep. One of the shiestiest, and it's not, they don't mean everybody that sells. It. How do you think, I, why do you think I asked the question? No, no, for sure, for sure. But you want to know what's crazy, though? Hey, look at Pooh Shiesty down there at the bottom. We you want to know what's Lewis. crazy, though? Lewis, I'm more likely to be like, hey, yo, Lewis, I'm going to this pop-up. I need you there. You get 70% of the profit. Do you? Because, bro, it's certain decisions I know I just, I don't feel comfortable making. Now, if it comes down to, uh, I give you a, a, another situation. I I uh, I had hired a uh, hired a contractor. Mm. What I was doing, what I was told to be doing, or you know, I should say consultant. Uh, but what I was told to be doing and what I was paying for wasn't aligning. You understand what mm. I'm saying? And mm. the Canaan in me was like, "It's okay, Jill, get it." The business owner in me was like, "Hey, look." I know you're trying to make money off this. If you don't, you got 15 days. In 15 days, if this don't hit, this didn't there, you're gone. You're done. The rest of the country sleep. When it comes to that type of, I'm good. But when it comes to the art of persuasion and manipulate to get this product out or to get this thing out, Lewis, it's just I'm just not good at that part. I'm right. good convincing you to the point where where you actually want to do it. Some sales is like pressuring you all the way to the point where you probably mm-hmm. don't want to do it, but I got to overstep that and make you bodies that's not me i get somebody to do that part did i answer your question you. yeah that's even smart you said it's the smartest damn thing i've ever heard oh, <laughs> oh part of what somebody's like that yeah bro you do yeah and, and after that that's you smart. never be seen together <laughs> <laughs> we drug dealing man you want to know why it ain't even it ain't even nothing like that you want to know why Say, 
I'm not even gonna say that out here. What's the? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just gonna say, it. yeah, you don't, don't, don't put. But what I think is yeah. brilliant, don't do and that, I, and that's the perfect word. I think it's so brilliant what you said because you're not omitting the truth of what you know, right? Of, of what you know is necessary. It's kind of a necessary evil. Anyone that's ever accomplished anything, when you look at people who are are the most successful. They kind of step. They not kind of. They had to step on some. Like eventually, they stepped on somebody to get there. Yeah, yeah. that's the truth. Yeah, that yeah. that's just the truth of it. You know what I'm saying? And when you look at the nat- the the evolution and the, the the only the stronger survive, it's because something some something had to die to win. Someone has to lose. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So the fact that you do you acknowledge that that necessary evil, if you will. Mm-hmm. But also can keep your integrity or or allow yourself to believe that you're still being having some integrity by having someone else do it is the brilliant mind of of of, of I could just see it a brilliant mind of a CEO. Uh, well, it's because you mean, still we, figure out a way to get there without and still you know <laughs> convince yourself that you align with your morals. Sure. I think that's dope. And, and, that and is very dope. I, I would end that on this, Lewis. I'd rather give a hundred percent of a deal that makes me a million dollars than to make the deal that gets somebody else a million. So I'd rather link with somebody that knows how to make the deal. And when mm-hmm. you sign the ink, I give you all that because the deal you just made is gonna bring in all this. A lot of people can't get past the dotted line. And once, yeah. if you are in any business relationship and people can't get past the dotted line, mm-hmm. cut it off right there. If you if they can't get past the dotted line and think about everything that got a dotted line, contracts, checks, uh, 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 anything that has a dotted mm-hmm. line, which means it's important. If they mm-hmm. can't get past that, if that shift emotions one way or the other, quit it right there. Facts. Right Facts. there. Facts. But um, what do, you, what do you mean get by the dotted line? Can you elaborate on that a little uh, bit? Absolutely. I think I. Uh, so, uh, I'm gonna give you two ways. You know, checks is the easiest thing. Like, yeah. if 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 you, you know, we we all three of us, you know, go do something. Uh, we sit at the table. The job is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all sign. You know, we sign our checks. We get in the car, and you hear shit like, "Hey, bro, yo, like, hey, man, cut it, cut it." When the dotted line provokes an emotion of impulse, you gotta watch gotcha. it. Got you. And and then yeah. let's think about this. Before the money, we about to we about to get we about to get a major client, you read the contract, you read the monthly payouts, you read what we're supposed to do, you read all that and then it's time to sign and that provokes impulse or negativity or a mm-hmm. move. Cut it. Cut it off. Any Cut dotted off. line that can provoke those things. And I've, and I've learned that the hard way. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So when, when the dotted line come into play, you want people, um, uh, and I'll say this off camera. I'm not gonna say this on. You, you, you want people that trust you. Are you still? Are you still on camera? No, you want people that. No, no. I, I, I'll rap later about that. But okay, you, okay. you, you want people that trust you more than they want money, and that's hard. Ooh. Ooh. You want people that trust you more than they want, money. and you gotta yeah, trust because if, if they want, if they want, if they want money more than they trust you, boy, they would do anything to get it. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to what Lewis was saying is about that stepping on. That that's when you had them people that's like, it don't matter. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get this money. So so let me ask y'all in 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 the in the DJ industry and in, in, in the sales and money, 
What's your mm-hmm. line about about the integrity piece? How do y'all feel about that? Overstepping that line, if you what's y'all thoughts on that? Uh, my thoughts on it is I, I think nice. that, <laughs> that's all I'm about to say. I think I'm a little bit too reserved, like yeah. when it comes to the DJ industry, because it's like you know I I haven't really had an opportunity, so to speak, to where I had to feel like I was in place to have to step on somebody or do anything like that. But because of my integrity and my principles. I don't think that I would have to do that. I just realized that no matter what you do, a level of success, and I think this is what Lewis was alluding to, when you get to a certain level of success, bro, it has to happen. Like, you're not trying to do it intentionally. You're not trying to, like, be malicious. But at the end of the day, that thing means something. The strong will only survive, bro. Like, you can't – and I have to look at – and I think the good CEOs and the good people, they don't mean it. This is why they always say the slogan, it's business, it's not personal. Because at the end of the day, bro, I rock with you. We do all that, Steve, Lewis. But, bro, it's my family I, over your family. I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to eat. You feel me? So, what, what, what people yeah. need to understand about what you just said, which is 100% facts, CEOs are positions, not people. Take the take the people out of it. Mm, CEOs that's are facts. Person. That's, I'm going to be that's honest good, with you. That's you kind of need it. You need it for two reasons. I'm not in sales anymore, but. I know, I know, but I was just saying the, the yeah, yeah. you need you need you need to be able to do that for two reasons. One, okay, you gotta do it for the people around you for to let them know that you're not someone to be messed with. Because if they see that that if they see that in you, you kind of you get respect mm-hmm. in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Cool. And then the second reason is. Cause you know, if if they see that you do that, people if pe- people take it as a sign of weakness, having integrity yep. your morals and not and they and you showing your cards because now they know what you won't do. Yeah. But if mm-hmm. you th- if you do it now, they say okay, well, there's really no limit, so I have to be careful. I have to be strategic if I'm gonna approach this person or take something away. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah, going to get mm-hmm. respect. Second thing is you guys seen American uh, gangster when the cop who turned the money in and no one would trust them. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's the other reason. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because really now they feel like they can't trust you. There's no That's dirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's a like fact. who is this person? Yeah. Like, oh, so you ain't got no dirt in your closet at all. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We yeah. all like to think about this. We all like to see imperfection. Because mm-hmm. we can't relate yes. to you if you're perfect. Yep. Yep. You got we don't, we, oh, my fault. Go ahead, lose. I'm sorry. No, that was it. That was it. That was it. Bro, you know what's crazy? What he just said, and this going to go in, into another. Boy, he just, yeah, he just, boy. You know what, bro? That's probably why social media is filled with only results and perfection. Mm. I think because in our real world, because shit, if you think about it, you probably spend how much time. The first thing, first time you see somebody, this sounds so bad, but it's honest. Oh, here you go. Now you probably look for a critique. When you yeah. see people, you probably look for a critique, bro. Absolutely. Not even all, like, not even trying to tear. Oh, that's down, very true. Like, no, that's very true. Very. E- true. Even if you find, Britt, forgive me. Even if you look at it, if you see an attractive woman, right? Yes, she's cute, and then you immediately look to certain spots and be like, where, where is, where is the bad at? Right, You're like her side tooth missing. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like. But but no, but when Lewis says side two, like, he said, like, you said what what you said, what'd you say? The side two. He said side two missing. See, see, see. <laughs> hey, Jay, we say, hey, just, hey, you know me. Spitting. You know me. Hey, you know me. I'm making them laugh all night too. Jay out there spitting. <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah, let me say that too. 
Boy. <laughs> but nah, yeah, yeah, nah, bro. That's true. That's true. That's true. And you know, that's so hard to un to, to, to unwire, bro. To unwire. But Jay, stop, you gotta stop being Jay. Like, I think we're wired to like you said, I think we're all wired to see the flaws because we're taught like, well, nobody's perfect, you know, no, like so you're taught to see. Like and it's what Lewis said. You're taught to see the imperfection because that shows relatability. Yep. Because I have flaws myself. So it's he like, said it better than I did. You, <laughs> yep. if, if I come up to you and it's like, oh, it, and, and that goes back to relationships. That goes back to solution-driven relationships. If you're always giving a solution every single time, it's like, damn, do you ever think like it makes me feel like I'm the only one that makes mistakes and you missed the perfect over here or Mrs. Perfect. So it makes you know your partner look at you different. Jay, you know what's really dangerous about what we're talking about was super dangerous about this. What's that? Typically, people, and let me speak for myself. And you, I really want you all's opinion on this. When you become the person that's deemed perfect or deemed the, the solution person, or, and you know, whatever, you know, circle or whatever, mm-hmm. it almost makes you feel like you can't show a mistake. Right. It almost makes you feel like you can't, mm-hmm. like you don't have the grace of making a mistake because of how you're viewed. And the pressure, uh, the pressure of not even maintaining that is that it's like you want to give yourself grace, but you've been put in a position that you didn't even ask to be in. And yeah, you, and then the people around you want you to make that mistake. What you because mean? Because to the, the pressure that you have of like when they deem you as like Mr. Perfect, right, or Mrs. Mm-hmm. Perfect, when they mm-hmm. deem you as that, those people around you want to want you to fail and make that mistake so they can say. See, you thought you were perfect, and now you see what it feels like. They want to see you fail in that moment, and they never tell you that, but it's like you can – I'll give you case in point. If they deem you as like Mr. Mr. or Mrs. Solution, you're always right, always this, right? You must if you come to a situation that, to where – what you say? I said you must have been called that. Oh, yeah, I've been called that plenty of times in my life, even with my brothers and stuff. Like mm-hmm. growing up in my family, they always say, oh, you think you're better than us. You think you're – I'm like, no, I never ever said that, but I guess apparently by my actions – People felt like I thought I was better. Than I just don't think you bask in that negativity long. So people, I are- don't because I, I choose positivity, and a lot of people don't like when you choose positivity. A lot of people don't like positive people. I'm not Some people to, like they to just complain. Don't like positive people. Some people like to complain. It's easy to it's because it takes work to be optimistic. Yeah. Because you have to replace thoughts with other thoughts to be boy. Positive. But Lewis, to be negative now. Boy. But to be negative, it takes no it takes no action nope. at all. But it That's takes work to be know. positive. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sorry, Jay, you were saying the exact point you were making was when you're deemed Mr. Perfect or Mr. Whatever, people around mm-hmm. you want to see you make that mistake, bro. Tell you, I'm sorry. Yeah, they want to see you make that mistake because it it gives them uh that that sense of like, oh, see, I told you you weren't perfect. Like now you see what it feels like to make that mistake. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, you've never been asked to been put be put in that position to be deemed Mr. Perfect. So it's like whenever you get in that position, they want case in point, Jordan, LeBron. Anytime they don't, you know, uh, Kobe, all of these people have great success. It's like they thrive. People thrive off seeing LeBron not win a championship and struggle with the Lakers. They, like, people, like, why do you think that is? People don't like uh, LeBron and Jordan for their greatness. Why? Because they put them in that pedestal, and it's like when they fail. See, I told you he wasn't as great as you thought he was. He never asked to be put in there. He just went out there to play his best game. I will say this, brother. I'm going to disagree with one small point you said in there. People no. give Jordan way more praise on his greatness than LeBron. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I, I'm just saying. Yeah, like, LeBron had, just Jordan, didn't have, Jordan is viewed as great as he is because he is great, but he didn't have the expectations 
LeBron came in with expectations. Kobe yes. didn't come in with expectations. Yep. LeBron yes. came in with expectations before he even stepped on the court. Yes, yes. That's fact. That's the difference. And, 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 that and is it so will true. ever be because, bro, you know what's crazy? And I think the craziest part is like that dude mental health got to be on a whole nother le- level to be, to, be. Sus- to be able to sustain, you know, this is, you know how they say you got a third eye. Yeah. And yeah. like, you can take your, your brain to another level of focus and, and, and mentality, mm-hmm. bro. I think some people can tap into that because like, there's no way at 15, six. Yeah. Think about it. He was a chosen one at 15, bro. Chosen That's one. A fact. Chosen, chosen one. That's yep. a fact. Like, King and, James. He, and he's been, so let's just go 15. Right, mm-hmm. bro. That's twenty-two years of critique, and and you know what I'm saying. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. the, Jay, and still and still performing at a high level, bro. Yeah. It's ridiculous. What he's doing right now is is unheard of. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, and, and to to the point I was trying to make using the LeBron thing, bro. Like, I wonder if he ever feels like. Well, he probably don't because he still be he still be reposting. Like he played that night, and, and uh, I'm not going there. My bad. But what 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 I was saying is like for me in the quote unquote perfect. I talked to y'all. I can tell y'all my mistakes. I can tell like dag, bro. I ain't, you know what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. I think for people that don't really, let me backtrack. I'm sorry. I've realized in my growing stage how many people really don't know me. Mm. So if you really don't know me, I don't feel comfortable showing my flaws because I know you already don't know me. When you know me, I I'm a y'all know me, bro. Like I, I let's talk about anything. Uh, Partly, see, I miss, yeah. huh? Mm. The only thing I may have to slightly disagree with is because I get what you're saying. If you know me, you know me, right? Mm. What I had to learn is that whether people know you or not, it's about how they feel about you in that moment. They can know you personally. Like, I know Keenan is a good person. He's got good character, all this. But all of that stuff can be thrown out the window based upon how they feel about you in this moment. So, so, so. Okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I'm about to, I'm about to. No, I was, just, I, I was just saying, so what I had to realize is me saying that you know me, you know me, you know me, is me trying to prove that they should know me and know my character. When in actuality, they do know that already, but the situation of how they feel about me now is like overshadowing it. So, so it doesn't matter at that point. So beautifully said, brother. And I'm going like to tell you why I disagree. And I was literally telling Lewis this the other day. Uh-huh. Two, thi- two things. You're making yourself believe based off the situation, they're changing how they, how they, how they feel about you. They, if people continuously show you Every situation shouldn't provoke the same emotion and thought process. So that means that if every situation provokes this and they respond this way and they do this, that's how they feel about you when all that's not happening. Oh, I get what you're saying. Like, but, the, oh, but the, if, 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 if no okay. matter what it is, it comes out this way, no matter what, that's not the situation, bro. That's the essence of who they believe you to be. Oh, okay. I get what he's saying. And then that's secondly, good. That's good. So maybe what Jay is saying is that's who they pretended they pretended to know you in that way. But Keenan saying is that the the who they really are really shows up in that moment. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I agree with. You. Okay. I never thought about it like it's that. Not, I don't good. think it's the emotion that's like oh the emotions. Nah. The the emotions is like alcohol. It brings out the truth. 
Like mm-hmm. it's like this how they view you anyway. Yeah, they just really took do. that situation. Oh damn! Okay. Some, I, gotcha. And, and what real. I was literally saying to Lewis the other day is like, and when I say people that know me, this is a this is a lie we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. You can't spend time talking to people, whether it's phone calls, text messages, IG DMs, whatever, and mm-hmm. and and then go back and say like that interaction doesn't matter. I can't call my dad. My me and my dad can't talk three or four times a week, and I must try to say like, oh, it's whatever, bro. We just talk. No, that's a part of my life. Me and him talking like that is a part of my life. So mm-hmm. when I say people that don't know me, what I was saying was like. I'm at a point in my life where there's a certain environment of people that I will only exchange certain types of energy and conversations with. Mm. There are some people that there's only a chosen few that I decide to like be on the phone longer than 15 minutes. Other than that. So if you listen to this and we can't get past 15 minutes, you know what it is. <laughs> you one of them people. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> hey, PSA. <laughs> yeah, hey, Louis, like, they, yo. hey Louis, they gonna be on the phone like 1458. Bro, 15, 15. all right, bro. I'm gonna hit you up, bro. I'm, I'm Jay, I'm telling you, bro. In this exact scenario, we always say, like, we don't care, people don't know me. It is what it is. If you don't understand what I'm doing, uh, then that's on you. But we've never thought that we could control our environments. You don't have to be in places where people have to judge judge your movements. Now, if they outside of that environment, that That's shit real. not gonna matter no way because they're outside of fact. your environment. But yeah. when people are in your environment and you have to question if a situation is gonna make them say certain things about you, no, bro, that's that's real jealousy, envy, hate, whatever the case may be. That has mm-hmm. to go. That's true. You cannot operate in that's environments true. like that, especially if you texting this person weekly, calling this person weekly, talking to them. They're in your environment. This, this That's real, bro. Hell yeah. yeah. That was good. That was what, good. What, what's your thoughts on that, Lewis? No, nah, bro, I don't have any thoughts. I agree with you, man. I thought I, that was real sick. Lewis, I can't see you like overly. Your environment is very tight knit, is what I would say. What you mean, overly what? Uh, I'm about to say overly indulgent in. I'd be calling them exchanges of energy, but like I can't see overly indulgent in. I don't want to say nonsense because it's not like I entertain nonsense, but things that don't serve you. You know what I'm saying? I think I've oh, had yeah, a bad, nah. but but I think because of my, <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, nah, Louis, I, this is a real, <laughs> this, is, this, this is real talk, bro. Like I think because of my heart, I've stayed in environments and, and friendships and stuff that no longer serve me, but my heart wouldn't allow me yeah. to remove myself because I love that person. Mm-hmm. But see, I don't think you you know what it is, Sneak, and, and so, I want to add to that. I don't think that that you. I'm not gonna say you didn't love that person because I know you did. I think you love more so the idea and the story of that person more so than actually knowing and realizing what the situation was. When what do you, you mean by the story? A, what do you mean by you the story? A, okay, when you attach yourself to a story of a person, right? Like, let's say, Lewis, all the interactions that we've ever had have been good, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we fall out. It is what it is. We stop talking, right? When I say the story is most of the time in those situations, I attach myself to all the good times me and you had, all the good interactions that we had. And that makes me formulate my opinion of like, okay, maybe I need to reach back out to Lewis and rekindle this thing. Because at the end of the day, like he's not as bad as I think he was. In that moment, you could have been showing me your true colors, but I can't see that because I'm attached to the story of what I've made in my mind of what Lewis is. When you make somebody what they are in your mind, 
it's hard for you to detach from it because you're constantly thinking of the what if and you've made up in your mind of what it was. In actuality, I think it's easier, like Keenan said, when you take and eliminate your heart out of the situation and realize like, yeah, you stayed in situations longer than that because you were attached to like the good moments. So those things that pulled on your heart, Keenan might've been, yeah, like, but um, such and such really not that bad of a dude, bro. Like, I, I, he, you know what I'm saying? He made a mistake. So I agree with, first of all, that last part, hell no, I'm not like that. Hey, uh, Jay, that was dope. That was but, good, bro. But, but, but I, I, I do agree with everything you're saying. I just don't think that applies to the situation I'm speaking on. Like, okay. I do agree with what you said. I, I get exactly what you're saying. Like, we get stuck in, like, like you said, like, the good times. And you just never remove mm-hmm. yourself. It's almost like I hate to make this comparison. Like, it's almost like when something happens to a kid that's traumatic and they get stuck at that age, no matter how old they get. It's mm-hmm. kind of like when you have relationships that are toxic. You get stuck in the good part and never remove remove yourself. What I'm right. saying is, like, I even use I even use my brother, like, bro, love him to death. We we can't see the I, I, my older brother. We can't see eye to eye all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, there also are situations <clears throat> where we're family, no matter what, we're going to see each other, and we have to learn how to maneuver in those spaces. You know what I'm saying? We got to learn how to have conversations around things that's not always easy. And that's right. And, and in that same note. And in that same note, I have to, my heart tells me because of what we've been through, no matter what, I'll try to fix it. That ain't got nothing to do with good times. It has everything to do with my heart outweighing my brain, my heart not allowing me to think. But but, okay. but all in all, but all in all, he's all, it, it, it's, 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 it's no right, no wrong. His way, mm-hmm. it's, it's none of that. It's literally just missing up perspectives. I've grown to realize yeah. that. Like, bro, ain't neither one of us right, ain't neither one of us wrong. It's literally just perspectives that's, you want 85, you, you, hey, look, you veered off right going to Richmond, I veered off left going to Norfolk. Like, we just, we, we still going south. We just, we just yeah. literally not, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think that when I say control your environment, like, I can control if, you know, we see each other, we dap up, yo, what's good? And when the kitchen get hot, I can control, like, nope, I don't want to be in that yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I think it's that true. Hey, Lou, that's, that's like good, bro. Hair, that's bro. real. Know, hey, that's real good. I'm not comment. I'm not commenting on that. <laughs> <laughs> not, but but you want to know what? And I I respect it, Lewis. I respect it. But I had to realize and grow what my truth was, and and that is a part of my life. And and you know we authenticity entertainment. I get the entertainment part, but like authentically, that's a part of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not something that I'm it's talking. It's not a joke. About. I know what you mean. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that, that that that's really that's good, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I, I respect I, that, man. I just you know I care about both of y'all, so I can't I can't offer any public no, opinion on that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I, and I and I respect it. And, and and it will never be a situation where the goal is not for that environment to expand to all these people. But mm-hmm. going back to the business thing and the family thing and the goals thing. Hey, bro. Yeah, it's 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 a one lane highway. Sometimes it ain't six or seven. So you know, what I'm saying? which one which one you uh want to take? But I think, bro, for the night, bro, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we ain't gonna kill him. First day back, y'all know it's the boys. Can I ask one question? Can we get him a, on a funny on like a a, a pop? I don't know. Uh, Go ahead. I got pop you. Go ahead. All right, yo, my wife and I was in the car, 
And when we uh -oh. start, yes, you did it. Yes, it's your oh, fault. Oh no, it, it ain't it ain't no relationship stuff. <laughs> this is just fun. Yeah, no, you did it, bro. I ain't got time for that. I'm we were talking about a rap. We was talking about rapper. We were talking about music. And I we were talking about you said mace? a rapper, and we were talking about music. Mm -hmm. And oh, music. Lil, the Carter Lil Wayne Lollipop, was it the Carter Three? Yes, sir. Yeah. And we said that there's never been a bigger rapper or bigger anticipation than that album at that time with him. No so, one's ever been bigger than him at that point. At that so moment. I'm gonna say that, thank you. And that, so that's a fact, bro. And, and you want to know the only thing I'm agreeing with that. I'm gonna yeah. tell you the difference between Jay-Z and Lil Wayne. I'm He's never agree. had a moment like that. He's never had a moment. He's, like that. No, Lil Wayne's peak Damn. cannot be touched in hip hop. No. That's no, what I was talking about. No, no I've never no. seen it bigger. I've never seen it bigger. No, than that, than no, that moment. No, no, Little Wayne's peak in hip hop. Oh my See, god! See, and people what? don't understand. People don't understand. Jay Z's greatness comes from the longevity, and let's say Jay Z has probably been on a level eight for twenty years, right? Twenty, yep, mm -hmm. facts. But that level, Little Wayne went to when he was oh giving us mixtapes. And 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 Carter, no ceilings, and Carter threes. What you bro? What? The drought was dope. Come on, but that it was, was like, but no one could respect him as a rapper yet. Thank you. They weren't ready for it. Carter, no. Carter two was fired. Up. Carter two, Jay. I'm gonna tell you like this. Carter Which two had like put gas in the car. I mean, to me, to me, Carter three is like unmatched though. Like Carter, Carter three, is, three like is one of the best yeah. rap albums ever. Because that got Mr. Carter fact. on it and everything, right? Come on, yeah, that got right, everything yeah. on there, bro. Everything. What? But, but, but I'm going to tell you the crazy part. What made Carter 3 that is all those mixtapes he came out on with every the drought, Max. drought 3, no ceilings. Like said, all that no was coming ceilings, out. Bro. Come on. When bro. no ceilings drop, bro, this no. man sit here and literally body everybody beat way worse than they did. Than they did. Bro, he I mean, made their insane. songs popular. He made their songs more popular. Who hey, is hey, it? Louis, Louis, to the point to where you know I'm a DJ. To the point to where if I play uh, Wasted, you know what I'm saying, by um, Gucci, uh, Gucci Man, Gucci Man and them, and then you think about No Ceilings Wasted, because I was sitting here thinking about Walk a Flock. I don't know I why. Know, I know. It's all right, bro. It's all right. I'm not high. Playing those different songs, but like they asked for the Lil Wayne version, bro. Bro, Lil Wayne, I'm sorry. And you know and he crossed, yo, and he crossed over. He crossed over. Bro, Lollipop. Everybody was waiting. Every, the when the I was joint? Everybody was waiting. Everybody was waiting on that album. What's the other everybody. joint, Lewis? What you talking about? Prom Queen. Prom Queen was the ultimate crossover for Lil Wayne. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying that it was a great song. What I'm saying is, wait. Yeah, because it was. Prom but Queen, it was a crossover. Bro, come on, bro. Lil Wayne, and when it comes to a versus. Lil Jay-Z and Lil Wayne, I'm gonna say this. It, they not really I, doing it though, are they? Nah, Jay-Z wouldn't do that. It, it, it don't serve him. The only thing I, I would think, say- I think you made a good point though with the longevity, not to cut you off. I think people basing it off of how long Jay-Z has been out, but they also basing it off of his like, stuff that he's doing outside of the rap career. You know what yeah. I'm saying? As far as like the, the you know, the community service, the getting people out of jail, all that stuff, that's cool. If you base it like music wise- Yeah, like what songs tripping, does he have? Like Jay Z has ten songs that I really, really like. Yeah. Right. But maybe Louis, you know I'm a, I'm gonna be real with you. You know what it is, bro? It's a generation issue. The crowd, who you put in the crowd, would matter. Bro, I think Lil Wayne supersedes that. Nah. You you're not gonna get you're not gonna get somebody over the age of forty saying Lil Wayne was ever better than Jay Z. 
any song. Hey, that that's a fact. If, if, if you, I, got, I don't talk to enough forty-year-old people, so may, I gotta see. Bro, you gotta yeah, that's all I'm about to say, Louis. You gotta you gotta do a poll, bro. Right? I'm telling you, I gotta bro. do a poll, <laughs> I, bro. I, hey, look, don't 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 worry. I do one. Watch, and I'm gonna tell you, bro. The, the, the number one thing you are gonna see, anybody, because Jay Z, fifty-two, fifty-three, Lil Wayne, late thirties. Yeah, that's a big yeah. gap, bro. Music, it's a huge yes. gap. But but Carter Three, Lil Wayne was possessed. I'm not gonna lie. He was, he was bro. He, he was on another level. Yeah, this hope. man was this man was so on another level. He was wasn't a million even writing that? his stuff down. Yeah. Yes. Come yeah. on, bro. He wasn't even writing stuff down. He was literally going in there, striking that lighter, and just going to town. I like, think Lil Wayne top. has you watch more too much behind the music, bro. That's not true. I think Lil Wayne has the most quotable <laughs> lyrics out of any. Say that again. I think he has the most quotable lyrics out of any rapper. Chill. Yes. I'm, I'm gonna be real. And we gotta give Lil Wayne credit on this. His protege. Yep. Jay knocking on that door. Oh, Drake. Drizzy. Yeah. Oh, Drizzy. Yeah, Drizzy. And, Drizzy and, up and, there. and, and I'm gonna tell you the thing about Drizzy Lil Wayne. There, boy. Boy. I'm gonna tell you about the Lil Wayne thing that Drake adopted so well. Metaphors. Not even Lewis. Features. Lil Wayne's features yes. are damn near harder than his his album songs. Not saying yeah. that his album songs are bad, Lewis. If you go down Little Wayne's features, there was a point in time if it said FT dot Lil Wayne, yeah, it was the number one. Yeah, and then on top of that, the impact hey, that they have, like, like, like eh. no, I agree. I just with Drake, it's like he does so much and he's so calculated in his approach. I think it takes away from his artistry. You know what I'm saying? Like his albums all have themes. He ain't yeah. just spitting. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. with Lil Wayne. That nigga just rapping. You know what I'm saying? Excuse my language, but he's just rapping. You know, you feel me? Like, and, and that therapy that went out the window, toy. boy. Yeah, my bad, yo. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, my respect level for Lil Wayne shot up so high because one night I was just Googling lyrics to songs playing around, and I was just Google looked at one of his songs, and I was like, oh, this is what he, you know what I'm saying? I heard song being told, like, oh, oh, he was spitting. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to say, you know, power got to be to just boy. look at words and, the, and see if somebody can rap. Not hear it, but just look at words and say, like, oh, yo. he was going crazy. And then the crazy part is when you read them, you can hear him saying it now after after you read yeah. it, you hear him saying it in the yes. song. Yes. He used to paint pictures, bro. Oh, bro, my God. It, it, it's just, you want to know what it is, bro? Like, that era of That Mr. Carter with him and Jay-Z? Can we just Jay-Z, talk about yeah. that for a second? But you, but you want to know what, though? That's another reason why I respect Jay-Z. A lot of people now wouldn't have passed the torch like that. I'm not saying that he, he did. No, Jay did pass the torch. He you know did. what I'm saying? For him to get he on did. that song and be like, yo, let's get it. It was never like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was never yeah. like, I'm going to tell you somebody did a bad job of that in the female rap game. Look, Nicki Minaj. Kim. Nicki, Nicki Minaj, Minaj did a terrible job of passing. With Cardi. Yep. Yeah. And then Cardi came out and just gave it to it. Like, oh, come on, girl. Like, she it gave it to Megan. She, she said she gave it to everybody. I think I so I'm gonna be yeah, real. With everybody, sometimes so yes, but the city girls had that little stint where it wasn't clear that it was being given to Megan. But yeah. Megan, what people because she's so beautiful and natural, people don't yeah. understand that that woman can rap for real. No, Megan can flow. Boy, yeah, but boy, a lot of people, yes. a lot of people don't look at that though. Yeah, Megan no, Megan can rap, and I like, and I think Nikki. I was thinking about this today. Nikki might think about Nikki. Nikki yeah, I was thinking about Nikki's like rapping ability. <laughs> uh, shut up, fool. <laughs> Nikki, she might be the greatest female rapper ever, bro. Yes. I, I, Bars I, I, wise, I, I wouldn't even argue that. 
Yeah, bars wise, yes. she's the greatest female rapper of all time. You don't have Bro. to argue that. That's like, yeah. documented. So, but but it always, I always say this, you know, no, and this is an indie industry and in life, anything. Sorry, Lil Kim. And I know people, like, oh, she wasn't the first. It never pays to be the first. No. When you're the first of anything, it never works out in your favor because A, when people bite you, you get so diluted that it's hard to go back and prove your point. And you can't name a lot of firsts that sustain longevity as well. So That's right. if you look at a lot of the stuff out now, May, uh, 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 Cardi, Nikki, May. All these artists, yeah. Bruh, they really biting the way Lil how Kim. sexual Lil' Kim was. Yes. But it don't it don't transfer as well for Lil' Kim because she was the first. It wasn't cool yet. No. And then when you was able to take it and turn it into what they turned it into, yeah, you want to give her credit, but she's so mad. Like, I'm going to tell you another one. This is in, 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 in the hip-hop industry. We don't give Nelly enough credit for the way he changed the game, bro. Oh, I do, for sure. I, I, I recognize I, I definitely do. What? But, but if you get in a room full of hip-hop heads, he wouldn't even get mentioned in, in the, like, you'll go from New York straight to Ludacris, Jeezy, that whole Southern joint without, we're kind of exiting him out of that. Nelly had so much to Bro, when it, when Air Force Ones, you yeah. could argue was probably one of the big, if not the biggest cultural hit we've ever seen. Yeah, in our generation. So, so, yeah. so, what about so? Would y'all argue that Mur- would y'all argue that Mur- uh, argue that Murder Inc. changed that too? I was just about to say that because ja, to me, put some respect on ja Rule, ja Rule, people put don't respect ja Rule, Rule made boy. I'm gonna tell you something about Ja Rule that ja I used to be my favorite rapper. Ja Rule made the best yes. rap music. He made music. Like, I go back and listen to his songs and just mute. They're musically inclined. It's not just rap songs. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, the melodies, everything. Like, he made good music. Yeah. Not just rap music. He made good music. He, 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 just, he, ran did, into, he just ran into the wrong person at the wrong time. No funny. He yeah. did. Nah, yeah, that, he, that, that's he, no he, funny at all. Like, because that's real, though. I, I don't, I, look, we, we don't have to go this far in it because you want to be real. 50 only had one good album. Yeah, the the beg for mercy, but he came out with his album and then he did a June album. That June album was hard. Beg for mercy, that yeah, was but, hard. But, but hold on, hold on, hold on. It, it was it, yeah, that's a fact. Solo, but, the yeah. get rich or die trying. Get rich or die trying is, really, is by far. Really, yeah, by the far massacre. Yeah. Yeah. No, he only the had massacre. by himself. That was his best. That was a good album. That was his only really good album. Yeah, but that beg for mercy was cool. It was something. And, and bro, I'll be real with you, Lloyd I'm Banks. Lie to you, Lewis, it was Lloyd Banks and Young Yo. Straight out Cashville was a hard one from Young Buck. Man, Young Buck. Was though, people awesome. sleep on people sleep on Bucks and Bang. They be spitting. Yeah, because bro. Fifty Cent is just like Diddy. Look at this tree. Not 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 production. Not production and, and actors and yeah, actors. You got a good point. You got because a good he point. learned. He got in a mm-hmm. diff, different industry and learned. And learned. The are the same. But if you look at his rap tree, bro, come on, man. I don't know, man, because I watched him give an interview about G Unit and. He did a lot for them dudes, yo. He did a lot. He he brought. That's how I knew Beck Mercy was his next album. He was like, "What other artists you ever seen come out that big and then do an album with their group next?" Yeah. I, I, I get you. I get you, Lewis. but Lewis, why would you do all that stuff and then turn around and tell everybody that you did it? That's where he. That's what type? He, what type of leader yeah. is that? Yeah, because so he called I, him out, Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Lewis, if I if I gave you ten thousand, right? Here you go, bro. Get on your feet. Do your thing, right? What yeah. difference did it make if now that you don't turn that ten thousand to a hundred thousand, Lewis? I come to you and be like, "Yeah, don't forget that I still gave you that ten grand, though." 
What oh, difference yeah, that, does that make? Yeah, I agree with that. So You're right. I, I, yeah, like, I, come I, on, bro. That, go, that goes back to what Lewis was speaking on earlier. In business, that's just what it was. Like, in, in that world, that's just what it was. I'm going to tell you what really hurt 50, Lewis. When when that album, because the game wasn't in G-Unit yet, correct? On Which Bad one? Friends. He he did, but he when he wasn't on that. He wasn't on that. Oh, yeah, he wasn't on that. Yeah, really, he wasn't. He wasn't on what, on. what really hurt Fifty is when, when he game, lost all that weight in that movie. When 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 the game went against him, because I'm gonna be real with you. You said when he what? Stupid. When he lost that all that weight in that all, movie, all things fall apart. Right. Yeah. Sitting on that bed, boy. Hey, 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 hey Lewis. He's saying that you throw that same check at Jay. That joker stop eating tomorrow. <laughs> hey, no. When they had that meme and say he lost all this weight, and that thing didn't even make it to the movie. Boy, yeah, straight DVD. <laughs> it's a good movie. Uh, it is, it is. Uh, but you know, even with the game, bro, the game documentary was a classic. It was. Fifty wrote that, huh? Fifty wrote a lot of that stuff on there. Yeah, but the point I'm making yeah. is, Lewis, t- let's forget Lloyd Banks, uh, Tony Ayo, and Young Buck for a second, right? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't he turn the game into the pro, like the protege, bro? Like I, you, you, you gotta. Yeah, he may not have done everything, but you gotta also look at the leadership at that point because you already had absolutely. The, and he then had it. you had another dude come in, and the same thing, bro. Think about it. That's true. None That's of them, they all went platinum. They also big. Yeah, but where are they at now, Lewis? They don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out. Hell no, they yeah. still doing Breakfast Club interviews talking about Brad Fifty yeah, Bro, I don't even think they don't. They big enough to get on Breakfast Club no more. Not trying to be funny. Regular interviews, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, Banks yeah. Just, yeah, Banks was just, I mean, not Banks, uh, uh Yayo was just doing an interview the other week. Them bad contracts, man. Them bad contracts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Them bro, night contracts. Bro, but you know what's crazy? Oh, let me say this. See, Jay, I don't even, y'all just got me in all those bad. Jay, I hear you on that, but I will say this. I hear what you just said, mm-hmm. but Suge Knight and Death Row is what every label, black label should have been doing. What do you mean by that? Homegrown, yeah, please elaborate. Homegrown. If you think about any successful business, we talk about shiciness and all that. Mm-hmm. Game culture is the closest thing to business culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they owned it. They owned their own. We, yes. we that was a time we owned our own. Thing. Yes. It all, look, look, I'm not saying. Listen to what I'm saying. No, I'm no, not, no, I get what you're saying. You, I, but you, hold on, Jay, I'm not talking about owning the label and getting distribution through another company. I'm talking about owning the label, all the masters. And distributing that on both coasts when it was as hot as it was, both on the east and the west. Hold on, they weren't gotcha. on through Interscope. No, not hey, no, hey look, not to, before they got that. No. Yeah, they was independent they before they got that. Through them, Lewis. You, bro, okay. and, and then look, see, but when 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 you got big enough and Death Row became, so you know, a lot of people go with the deal before they get big enough to sustain on their own. Right, and basically get engulfed into whoever they're distributing to uh, through. Right, right. Death Row single handedly only went down because gang culture took over business culture, and money wasn't put in the right places. Yeah, because if you think about it, Jay, honestly, none of them ever signed a contract. So when you say it's just night contract, that don't exist. Well, I was just basing it off of when they said that they were having those Death Row contracts, and they was like. Some shiesty ones, but I didn't know that they yeah. actually didn't sign no contract. Oh, oh, oh no, Def Def was the was the contract. Yeah, I'm not bro. Even hey, though Steve, it was what Def was the contract, <laughs> bro. 
you, you, bro, you didn't hear. Uh, go, I'm gonna leave this here because I be, I be, I be listening to this. Go listen to Snoop Dogg on. I want to say Million Dollars Worth of Game. No, uh, Be- Breakfast Club, his second to last one, and he explains how No Limit, basically, you know, No Limit is unique, but they took mm-hmm. the blueprint from Death Row. And they were complete, but the only difference is what they did. What Lewis just said, they got their label together and then did the distribution big. But they already had the money to circulate, uh, to to, to basically sustain on their own. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The yeah. only problem with Master P is that you know Tom he he didn't evolve with Tom. I think no. If you watch their uh, documentary, he had his hands in too many pots. You know what I'm saying? Like he. He looked at business. He looked at music as a business. He didn't look at it. He didn't look at it as like building things that were sustainable. That's why they were pushing them albums out so fast. Yeah. Then he went to go play basketball. Then he went to be a. a, a he was the first to try to do the um, the agency and sports agency and all this yep. stuff. He got he spread, uh-huh. he spread himself. He spread himself out a little bit too much, man. And music wasn't his focus. That it wasn't his focus. Yes, he did. Okay, I, what I was about to say still. Proved. That's very true. Yeah, yeah he did, but. But fellas, we ain't gonna go too well. We don't went deep in that bag. Millennials versus the world. You know, we got Deacon Cummins, Professor Blackstock. It's your boy K. Dot Mims. We out. Appreciate y'all for having us. Let's get Appreciate it. it. Hey, Millennials, yeah, we back at it.